This is Coffee with Karina, and here's your host, Karina Michelle. Hey guys, so today I get to sit down with Lisa King. She is the founder of a non-alcoholic drink company called Free AF. It is pretty cool. We talk about the sober curious movement, which sounds very interesting. And um, we just talk about, you know, how good these are. I really couldn't believe it. Um, very different to anything else I've tasted. I'm not a big drinker and um, it's now available in the US. So listen in. Well, I, I have to tell you, I um, I was so excited when I got this in my mailbox, that the information about you. Um I just thought this was so cool, mainly because I'm not a big drinker, you know, and there's always that kind of struggle, I guess, when, when you go out and, you know, I want to get something fun, you know, I want to get something fun to drink. And it's like, I usually get like a Diet Coke or Sprite, maybe I'll throw like some cherries in or something if it's like really, you know, or some (laughs) fruit for fun, but, but this is such a cool idea. Yeah. And I think we had, uh, I went through kind of that same experience of, I decided to stop drinking for a few months and Mm -hmm. just the same thing. You go out and, um, you're kind of almost embarrassed to ask for a non-alcoholic yeah. drink when everyone else is drinking. And then the options are so limited to, like you say, you know, soft drinks or juice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you kind of sit on it all night uh, while everyone else seems to be like really enjoying their drinks. I know. And they look so fun. It's so funny. The other night I was out and for some reason I really wanted a Shirley Temple and I didn't order one because I was like, it sounds so silly. You know, if I'm like a girl yeah. woman, I'm like, can I get a Shirley Temple? But, you know, I tried the drinks and I, I wasn't sure at first. I was like, oh my gosh, we know, are they just going to be like a regular drink? I was so impressed. Um, I, I I was excited just because they almost have like a happy feeling and there's something, is it afterglow? Yeah, that's that's a special ingredient. Yeah. So that was really interesting. And there was a point where, you know, I'd had like half of, one of them. And um, I think it was the Paloma. And I was like, I'm just going to check and make sure there's no alcohol in this. (laughs) Do you hear that? Do people say that? (laughs) We get that a lot. Um, Yeah. If you were like, are you sure? uh, Yeah, we'll check if they were like, we're 99% sure. But um, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's really cool. I love watching people taste it for the first time, I think, Mm -hmm. because either people have had really bad experiences with, um, you know, non-alcoholic drinks before, or they're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is just going to be like another right. soda, um, you know, with just some flavors in it. And then when they taste it, they're like, oh my God, you know, yeah. you should have alcohol in here. And um, yeah, it's so cool watching people's reactions to it. And, uh, and it's great to see, um, I love like when people tell us stories, like actually just recently a lady in the States, she bought the Cuba Libre and she served it to yes. her husband yeah. without telling him that there was no alcohol in it. Uh-huh. He's, he normally, you know, has one a night and he was like, this is such a good rum and coke. <laughs> See, uh, it, it tastes just like no idea. Yeah. It is bizarre. I'm like, I I can't, I don't know. I mean, I used to, I used to love going out when I was younger. I was almost like, I wasn't an alcoholic. I was, but I was like a party girl. I was in LA, you know, and I didn't want to miss out on anything. So I would just go to all the parties and, but, you know, I, I'm trying to think, my gosh, probably 
over 10 years ago, I was like, I can't keep doing this because, you know, it's like you have to get up in the morning and you have a life and you want to get things done. So, but there's a big thing called, I think you mentioned it, the sober movement. What is that exactly? Because I keep hearing more and more people that are doing that. Yeah. So there's this movement um, called sober curiosity and Mm. it's people kind of who had been a lot more mindful and taking a bit of a, um, I guess, stopping and taking stock of their relationship with alcohol, maybe in the same way that you did of like, oh, am I actually drinking too much? Yeah, it's just um, not that fun and, anymore. Yeah, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't want to wake up the next morning, um, you know, feeling terrible and not being able to do things that I want to do. And so then they might, you know, come off alcohol or for a little bit just to kind of try what it might be like. I think, you know, and this movement's been going on for years. Mm-hmm. Um and it's not about going completely sober, but it is yes. just about actually being really mindful of how you drink and why you drink. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think, you know, COVID kind of really accelerated that for a lot of people, you know, mm. sitting at home mm. during probably, uh, I'm not sure what it was like in the States, but, you know, our first lockdown was several months. Wow. And I heard that actually. Yeah. Yeah. And people were just drinking every day and you kind of got into this habit and I think by the end of it, people are like, why am I drinking every day? <laughs> yeah, what is this? Where am I going with this? No, yeah. I get it. And it's just like, yeah, you don't feel good. And I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is I was wondering that are most of the people that drink the drink, are they sober or not? Because I will have a drink, but I only have one or maybe two if it's like a wedding or like, you know. But Yeah, it's um, really interesting out you know, our biggest um, cust- or segment of customers mm-hmm. are people who still drink alcohol. Um, okay. And there's a small percentage, you know, who are completely sober and or they completely abstain from alcohol all the time. But about 80% of our customers still drink. And, um, you know, it's really driven by that moderation. So like yourself, you know, once in a while I'll still have a drink, you know, because mm-hmm. I really want to taste this beautiful red wine. Yeah, <laughs> or- exactly. You know, a glass of champagne for something special um but most of the time I choose not to and so yeah it's um it's really been driven a lot by people just wanting to moderate and to reduce and mm-hmm. it's a little bit like being flexitarian I think you know yes like Monday's no meat mm-hmm. yeah the rest of the time it's okay and so we're seeing a lot of that of people you know not drinking during the week Mm-hmm. And maybe having a few in the weekends, or they might use AF in between drinks. Um, so, you know, they'll start off with something alcoholic, but then they might have to drive, or they know they've got something in the morning, and then so they'll switch right. to AF. Yeah, yeah that makes it's, sense. It's really been driven a lot by, um, you know, health as well. Yeah. I think alcohol is one of those funny things when you actually start looking into it. You know, it's pretty, it's a very harmful drug. Um, and we don't talk about it in the same way that we would other drugs or say cigarettes, but actually the harm that alcohol does is quite huge. And um, mm-hmm. I think maybe instinctively we all know that and yeah. we, we should drink less. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to give it up completely. It's true. And I'm originally from England <clears throat> and there's a huge, I mean, I notice that when I go back over there, it's like everyone goes to the pub, everyone has a drink. It's just part of the culture more so than here. You know, so I feel it'd be cool to have it over there too, I'm sure. Just because, you know, it's such a big deal. Yeah, surprisingly in England, they just released a bit of research that one in three pub visits are now alcohol-free. Really? 
Huh. And this is, yeah, in England. <laughs> wow. Know? Okay. So that is really happening over um, in that part of the market as well. That's so, um, yeah, it's gaining a lot of momentum. There's a lot of alcohol-free beers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of alcohol-free spirits. Um, and that's what I kind of found with AF was I actually want to, I'm not a beer drinker. Um, Me either. Yeah, no way. <laughs> So when I was looking for, you know, alcohol-free options, I just really wanted a yeah. gin and tonic. Um, yes. And I didn't want to go to the trouble of having to buy a bottle of the alcohol-free gin plus mixes and, you know, do all of that. And so that's why we um, launched it in a ready-to-serve format so that, yeah. you know, that it was convenient. But it also tastes like a freshly made GNT mm-hmm. or freshly made um, Paloma or an alcohol yeah. It definitely tastes like a treat. Like it's a, it's a good thing, you know, at the end of the day, but what's your, um, I read a little bit about your background, but if you could tell us kind of, you know, how the idea came up and where, you know, what your journey was like to this point. Yeah. So as I mentioned, it was a just pre COVID um, kind of incident where I decided to stop drinking um, and then just found it really difficult you know, to have these really good adult and, as you said, fun options that didn't make me feel like, um, you know, I was kind of relegated to the kids' table with a <laughs> soft drink or an orange juice. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so Kelly came up with this idea and started it during COVID, during our lockdown, and got the team together over Zoom, um, as you mm-hmm. did back then. Um, And I had spent probably the first 15 years of my working life in um, marketing for big food companies. So Mm -hmm. I'd worked for the likes of Unilever and Pepsi and Heinz. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had that background in like food development and um, manufacturing. And so I kind of understood the process of how to make um, drinks and food. And it kind of was really strange to me that all these non-out products that were on the market a lot of them weren't being made with alcohol mm-hmm. and then they would try to take the alcohol out to get to the alcohol-free version. Oh. And um, so, you know, beer is made that way and so is wine and some of these spirits. And I was thinking, why would you put alcohol in something just to take it out um, mm-hmm. at the end of the process? And when you take alcohol out of something, it loses a lot of it, that body and mouthfeel that you would get from an mm, alcoholic drink. Okay. And that's when we realized we needed something um, to give you that mouthfeel. And and also, yeah, people drink for the feeling of drinking as well mm. as the taste. And so that's how we kind of came upon this ingredient called Afterglow. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> the super sub top secret, I guess, because no one can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so it's a natural botanical okay. extract. It gives you that little burn at the back of your throat um, that you would expect from a spirit. And then for me, like it, it mimics that warmth of... It's the warmth, yeah. Yeah, of alcohol. So like yeah. after two drinks, my cheeks get a little warm. Lost, right? That's what I felt. That's when I went to check. I was like, I had a couple. I was like, okay, there's, yeah. there's alcohol. But it really gives you that feeling. Yeah, and so you really do feel like you're having this wonderful adult drink just without the alcohol in it. And kind of when we came upon that, we knew that was going to be like the key thing that would, you know, set us apart from other non-alc drinks. Um, And so we worked kind of through lockdown. And in New Zealand, no one 
it's similar to England. It's such a huge drinking culture. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we talked to a few people about the idea initially. They're like, why would you have a gin and tonic without alcohol? Like, what's the point? You know, um, and they just couldn't get their heads around it that yeah. you would want this. Um, yeah. And so it was really interesting, you know, when we had to explain it to people or when we were doing tastings and people were like, what, why? And why would I pay more for this than, say, you know, David yeah. Water? Yeah. Um, so it was really, you know, that mindset. Um, and the category also didn't exist in New Zealand, apart from, you know, we had Heineken mm-hmm. Zero, we had one non-alk gin, um, Seedlip, and then that was kind of it. So people hadn't seen these types of products before. Um, normally, you know, when you launch an alcohol product or alcoholic product, you would do it through bars and restaurants, but because of COVID, yeah. you know, they were mm-hmm. all shut. Um, and so we launched AF into supermarkets um, and really kind of set the category here for that. And it's been really awesome to watch yeah. from you know trying to convince retailers, mm-hmm. hey, this is something people actually want. Um, yeah. and, and you know, being one of the first products in there to now the category in just two years has you know grown massively and retailers now have a separate space for non-alcohol, alcohol-free products. So it's really easy for people to find, you know, customers are asking for it. Um, we've even had people take their own AFs into bars because yeah. you know, they don't serve the Yeah, I was wondering. That. That's the one thing I was like, oh, it'd be good to get this out. I mean, I understand it's more of a new product. And you do have to probably educate people, like you're saying, because there's nothing else similar to it, you know, out there that I know of. Yeah, and, um, and bars and restaurants, I mean, particularly with, you know, the environment that they've had to operate in, it was the last thing that they wanted to think about. <laughs> Yeah, but now, you know, we're seeing that more and more that they're coming to us go, okay, you know, we need to have much better um, alcohol-free options. It's in the same way restaurants had to really think about their vegetarian options, that it yeah. wasn't just the meat out of a dish. Um, so, right. yeah, so it's been, you know, really interesting to see just how quickly People have adapted um, and shifted their behavior towards these types of products. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always knew, a, you know, New Zealand is a tiny market. There's only 5 million people, um, mm-hmm. but it's a really great testing ground for new products and new ideas. And quite often big, you know, global companies would come and test something in New Zealand before rolling it out right. um, to the rest of the world. And so, it's been great, you know, being able to launch something here, really, you know, test it, learn, change things really quickly. Um, but we always knew we wanted to go make this a global brand, which is why it doesn't look and feel like a New Zealand brand necessarily. Yeah. Um, and we went to the States last year, mm-hmm. in June, July, um, and saw that the retailers were kind of where New Zealand was a couple of years ago. You know, they had... Okay couple of non-alk beers and that was kind of pretty much it um and we didn't see any products like AF in the US which is really surprising given the number of different beverages that are yeah I mean there are so many you would think yeah um yeah so then we thought oh this would be a really good opportunity for us to come in and kind of also you know lead that category over there and 
So kind of what's seven months later, that's mm-hmm. what we've done. Um, and it's been, again, yeah, very similar to that New Zealand journey, talking to retailers. They're like, mm-hmm. well, where do we put this stuff? You know, does it sit with alcohol? Does it sit with mixes and soft drinks? And yeah. do we need to ID people, you know, when they buy <laughs> See, that was a weird thing too. Yeah, because somebody that was, underage obviously it was like oh I can drink this and I was like well yeah I guess but you don't want to market it to get you know it's kind of a weird thing right yeah you know it's uh, our drinking age here is 18 and we encourage the supermarkets to ID people because this is an adult drink and you know uh-huh. we got a direct alcohol replacement or alternative okay. interesting um yeah and it's why we've you know really anchored our drinks in classic cocktails you know it isn't just another you know mix of lovely vanilla and out of flour with some adaptogens it's Mm -hmm. actually in a paloma um, or an aperol spritz and it is supposed to taste like the alcoholic version so um you know so it is very clear kind of as you said it's a treat you know this isn't something drink after the gym or you know Mm -hmm. at lunchtime necessarily this is when you want to drink um Mm -hmm. and you know it it, people know what it's supposed to taste like so there's high taste expectations uh when you do call it out you know people are familiar with the taste of these cocktails um but that afterglow you know it's really key and also just um we have like the founding team, including myself, um, you know, we've all been around the block and we've all worked in kind of um fast-moving consumer goods and mm-hmm. the creative team is amazing. So we were kind of all quite old. Um and we know how hard this business is and mm-hmm. you know, launching a beverage like this, but the being kind of being able to come first and do something quite different was really exciting for us. Yeah, no, it's very exciting. Um, so um, as far as people in, in the U.S., where can we find Is it Sprouts and Amazon? Is that right? Yeah, so we launched on Amazon about a month ago. Um, wow. We're available in Sprouts from the 1st of April um, nationwide. Okay. So it's really exciting for us. And opening up more um, kind of retail with more retailer partners in the next coming months. Very cool. I love sprouts. I think that was a good pick. That's one of my favorite. You know, I'm looking for the healthy things that don't have a lot of additives. And this is kind of a low calorie. It's healthy, you know. Yeah, it's all natural. Mm -hmm. Um, We haven't used sweeteners. Um, It's, you know, very much like we needed some sugar in there. So we haven't gone. Mm -hmm. We've got one um, drink, the vodka spritz that's completely sugar free. Yeah, five calories. Yeah. Yeah. and that one we could make sugar free because vodka doesn't taste like much. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was also the hardest one. Um, so, yeah, we wanted to, you know, really deliver on the taste um, uh, before sacrificing things like sugar. And um, and as you say, there's only a little bit of sugar in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, low calories, but everything is completely natural. And we have a really great food development um, kind of industry in New Zealand for some yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our product development technologist, she's amazing. Um, and the way we kind of create these drinks is we actually drink alcohol. So we'll taste the <laughs> alcoholic version of all of these. Part of the job, right? Part of the yeah, job. it's uh, <laughs> those sessions are uh, interesting. And so... <laughs> 
we actually, you know, make up the alcoholic cocktails, yeah. taste lots of different versions of them. Because, of course, you know, everyone kind of makes them a little bit differently. And then we'll pick the one that we love. And that's the benchmark for us to work mm-hmm. towards in terms of delivering the taste and the flavors um, of our drinks. I haven't discussed is that yeah. um, we really kind of see, our, see ourselves as more than just a drinks company. Mm-hmm. Um as I mentioned, kind of the founding team, we're all really old. Um, None of us want to like, you know, um, just launch a drinks company for the sake of it. And Mm -hmm. so for us, AF was really more about changing culture and changing behavior um, and kind of normalizing not drinking because we've all experienced that feeling, you know, a little bit like the odd one out when we go somewhere and drink. Um, And so we knew we needed to provide really great alternatives and products for people to f- fulfill that occasion. But at the same time, yeah, we wanted to change um, kind of just the perceptions around this at a cultural level. Mm-hmm. And so we very much consider ourselves a publisher as well as, you know, a manufacturer of products. And so we've launched like a podcast. Uh- oh, cool. I did not know that. Smart. Very smart. Idea. So we've got, um, we started interviewing, you know, well-known Kiwis mm-hmm. and now we've got a couple of um, like US um, based guests on there as well. And it's really sharing with people like yeah. you know, these people's journeys and why, you know, mm-hmm. how alcohol plays a role in their life, if it does anymore or how yeah. it's changed. I love um, that. Yeah, which is really cool. And then we've, you know, worked alongside um, media partners to, publish articles about the category and kind of talk and really you know drive the category as a whole so we've talked to um yeah we've had articles published here about dry dating um about you know um, the kind of younger people now going on dates without alcohol yeah (laughs) uh you know the kind of the change in the bars and restaurants scene um around the space and yeah so it's been really cool and interesting because um it just makes this a much more meaningful business for mm-hmm. all of us. Yeah. yeah. You also do, I meant to mention this, is it some charity work with kids? I remember seeing that or meals, which I loved that. If you want to tell us. Yeah. That. I, um, I had another business called eat my lunch and mm-hmm. it was a social enterprise. And so it was very, I got the idea actually from Tom's shoes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it was a buy one, give one model. And so mm-hmm. corporates or people at work would buy a lunch for themselves. And then mm-hmm. that would fund a free lunch for kids at school. Okay. Um, yeah. We don't have government subsidized lunches here. So everyone brings their own lunch. Um, and in New Zealand, unfortunately, we have quite a high rate of child poverty and so a lot of kids were coming to school without food and so the business yeah was kind of set out to try and solve that issue and um in that time in the last kind of seven and a half years we have made and given away um about four five million free lunches to kids wow that is incredible yeah that was um yeah my other business while we were launching AF thing but yeah no it's great to hear that I love when I hear other people trying to you know give back I guess but um thanks so much for coming on I I love this um it's just really cool I think people are going to listen to this and it's going to open their minds up a little bit you know and hopefully they'll go and try it 
Yeah, well, thank you so much and um, enjoy the rest of your AFs. I will. I I, I love them. Genius, genius product. All right, take care, Lisa. <laughs> awesome, thanks. Hi, I'm Andrew, the founder of Fresh Patch. Dog potty accidents in the home can be stressful. In fact, they're the number one reason dogs end up in shelters. I created Fresh Patch to solve this problem. Our farm fresh grass patches offer convenience and relief delivered right to your door. So visit freshpatch.com and use code FRESH100 to save 25% on your first order. Hey, this is Karina. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, check out some of our other episodes and give us a rating. And you can also see the written article on authoritymagazine.com. In the meantime, stay safe and we hope to see you back here soon.